Hello and welcome to the Single and Not Settling podcast. I'm Vanessa and your new wingwoman. I'm here to share my experiences and talk about all things dating and how to live a fulfilling life as a 30-something single woman. Dating can be disappointing and frustrating. You can be happy one minute and sad the next. You are not alone. I want to inspire you to find the love you are searching for that's already inside of you and remind you never to settle for anything less than what you deserve. Here we are for another episode of Single and Not Settling. And today I'm very excited to have a guest with me today. Um, her name is Leslie Kaz, and she is an author of Single Girl Bliss. And I came across her, her work on another podcast, which was through Dr. Karen, Love and Life. And I just resonated with everything that um, Leslie was talking about being independent, accepting being single and living your best life. And I'm like, yep, I love this because I feel that being single for such a long time, you know, you have to accept your singlehood. You know, you have to set your own goals and live a life and not waiting for your person to come along. And, oh, I just loved it. So among other things that Leslie has is a blog, which she notes down all of her adventures, her recipes, she has a how to be happy alone roadmap, which is what I encourage everyone to do, every single woman to do, um, because you'll just, yeah, you'll just set up yourself, set the goals, just amazing. Um, and yeah, I just want to say thank you for having you on the podcast today. Um, I know for me personally, when I was going through a really bad time with being dumped and ghosted and all the rest, I came across your work and it really did help me move through that and know that it's still okay to be single. Like you can be disappointed and it, and it can be really, really shitty at the time. But knowing that if you set yourself some goals, you know, what are your dreams? What do you desire? And go for them. Being single is the best. And when you find someone, you want someone to compliment that. And I just love what you're all about. So welcome to the podcast. Wow, thank you so much. That was such a wonderful introduction. I feel like I don't even have to say anything now because you already <laughs> said it. But no, I, I'm so glad that you know my work has resonated with you and that I was able to help you. That's the best thing anyone could ever say to me. So that is so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so look, first off, I'd love for you to share with my listeners what you do and share your story of why you decided to become a life coach to single women. Okay. So yeah, so that's what I am. I'm a life coach for single women. And, you know, I just really try to help single women change their thinking about being single and gain the confidence that they need to live a happy and fulfilled life on their own. Because I think um, society, and I'll probably use the word society a hundred times during this podcast. Totally okay. <laughs> Society can be absolutely wonderful. Society can be absolutely horrible. And society makes single women feel like they are less than, um, they are not good enough, they're doing something wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And that, and that we're not living the lives that we should be living. And I feel like I am, and I wanted other women to feel that way too. And so um, I am an author of the book, Single Girl Bliss. That's kind of how this whole thing got started was that I wrote my book, Single Girl Bliss, How to Stop Feeling Alone and Start Feeling Alive. And what got me to write the book was um, after going through this amazing transformation. So I was on the hunt. <laughs> I call it in my book, I call it the endless search because that's what it was. I was on the endless search for a partner for 21 years. And I dated, I had relationships. Sometimes I, you know, wasn't dating or in a relationship, but this cycle went on, meet someone, date, get in a relationship, break up, have this horrible broken heart and be miserable for 21 years. And I finally realized something had to change and um, <clears throat> went through this amazing transformation. And after that happened, I thought, okay, I have to write a book about this because, you know, it was, it wasn't just for me to, you know, get my story out there, but I thought this could help somebody else. I wish that I had had this book when I was going through what I was going through um, because I was so at times just lost and miserable. 
And there was no reason to be that way, but I didn't discover that until after I went through the transformation. So it started with the book and then that sort of naturally led to, you know, becoming a coach. So I got a certification in coaching and, um, and now I coach women. Um, and then of course, you know, like you said, I have a very active email list where I put out blog posts and newsletters and a social media presence as well, which we'll talk about a little later, I think, but, um, but yeah, I just, I love putting all of this information out there and it's kind of morphed into, um, you know, not just single mindset stuff, though, there is a lot of that, as you know, but also, yeah, recipes for one and, you know, how to decorate a small space and things like that. I'm a former, in a previous life, I was an interior designer. So I have, you know, kind of that going on and, you know, just tips and tricks on how to make your single life better because living single, it is a little bit different. You know, some things are a lot the same and, you know, some things are, are different. And so it's, you know, it's kind of how to make the most of your single life. So it's kind of morphing into a little bit of that too, which I really enjoy putting out there. I just want to help single women specifically. And, you know, if single men glean something from it too, great. <laughs> but yeah. I am a single woman, woman, I know about single women and how to be a single woman. And so that's, you know, who I tend to direct my things to. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's who I am and, and what I'm all about. Oh, and ha, huh, coming up later this year, um, I'm actually going to have an online course that kind of takes women through the process that I go through with my coaching clients, because I thought, oh, that would be a great way to, to reach more people and, you know, get more people to go through the transformation and see that they can, you yeah. know, and I think that's, I think that's really big is that, you know, a lot of people, I tell a lot of people what I've done and what my transformation has been. And I think they sort of look at me in awe. You know, like, like, you know, like not everybody, oh, this person is amazing. Not everybody can go through this. Not true. Everybody can go through it. Everybody can. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, I a hundred percent agree. And you know, when you were talking about, you know, you, you wrote the book that you wanted to find, but you couldn't when mm -hmm. you were single and going through what you were going through. And it's just about, you know, there's lots of books out there about, you know, why, why are you single? Things that you can do to fix yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's not about, hey, yes, I'm single. This is great. This is what you can do. You know, there was nothing right. like that. There's no books to motivate you to, you know, be optimistic and live your life without waiting for that person to come along. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's, you know, I've been single for a long time too. I think probably about nearly 10 years now, I think. And I'm okay with my life. I've achieved so much without a person. And mm -hmm. that the narrative around how you talk about society and single women specifically more than single men, it's just like you, you're single because it's your problem, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Are you doing something wrong, right? And you're right. All those books are about how to fix yourself so you can yeah. find someone or mm -hmm. so you can date better or so, you know, you can attract the right person or whatever. What? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that is not what we should be teaching people. <laughs> yeah. Like if it wasn't hard already, it's harder mm -hmm. because of those books as well, because you're looking at the shelves for some kind of inspiration and motivation. And there's all the books about what you're doing wrong and what you need to fix. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just being part of changing the narrative. And especially with me creating this podcast, that's my way to help change that narrative that, it's okay mm -hmm. to be single and single and not settling is a statement in itself to be like, you know what? I'm not settling. I love my life. I've got to mm -hmm. this point where I love my life. I'm achieving what I wanted to achieve and I'm not settling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes. No one should ever settle. And so many people do so many women do I mean, <laughs> men, men might also, you know um, but yeah, so many women settle because they think, Oh, I've got to be with somebody. So I'll just be with this person, you know, even though they're not really what I want. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what would you say to single women who are currently struggling to remain optimistic in their search for love or who may be feeling frustrated and impatient on their dating journey? I would say I feel you sister. <laughs> because <laughs> I have been there. I was there for years and years and years and years. Um, but really the advice I would give would be to give up the search and give up that struggle like you have, Vanessa. Um, you free yourself when you do that. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, and I don't mean, you know, give up dating or, you know, commit yourself to a life of, of, you know, never dating again. No, I have done that. <laughs> That's a personal choice. Um, I mean, give up that relentless search and that struggle because um, it doesn't bring you joy. <laughs> you know, it doesn't bring you happiness. And really what I've seen with, you know, women who are constantly on the dating apps and, you know, constantly trying to date and have relationships, they're miserable, you know, give that up, let go of all that and put your time and energy into yourself and creating amazing, an amazing life for yourself. Um, instead of focusing on what you don't have, which is this relationship or this perfect life or whatever, focus on the great things, all the great things that you do have, because that was one of my problems. I didn't recognize anything about being single as being good. It was all just misery. And when I took a step back and said, okay, wait a minute, what, what is good about being single? There were so many things. And I just refused to see them because I was so focused on got to find someone, got to find someone, got to find someone. And marriage was the be all end all. There couldn't possibly be anything good about the situation I is, I was in, but there was, there were so mm -hmm. many things but you have to shift your focus onto that. And so that would be the advice that I would give people is just, yeah, give up that struggle, you know, <laughs> and realize, realize how good your life really is. Yeah. Um, and people will probably come back, oh, you know, my life isn't good. Single can't be good. You haven't tried, you haven't tried to see, you know, yep. and once you do, you'll see. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, if people look at their lives and even find a small thing of what is good. It doesn't have to be mm -hmm. any big things. It can be a holiday you're looking forward to that you've saved mm -hmm. up for and this is what you really want to do. You don't have a partner that's like, no, I want to do this and that. It's you're doing what you want to do. You're looking forward to that and that's a good thing. Like it doesn't right. have to be anything big. It can be I'm looking forward to going out by myself to have breakfast tomorrow morning and reading a book in a cafe. It can mm -hmm. just be the little things. It doesn't you have to be big and it's a yeah. lesson that I, I've learned, but then when life throws you some curveballs as it has recently, you think, okay, go back to what's good. Even if it's something small, go back to what's good. And right. just to bring yourself back, not thinking in the future, like I haven't got this, I haven't got that. When will this happen? It's like, I've got this now. I have mm -hmm. a big comfy bed to crawl into at the end of the night to make me feel safe. Like mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Not many people have not everyone has a bed to go to tonight and you have a bed. Right, right, right. Yeah, That's so for absolutely me, true. Yeah, for me, it's just been those little things that, you know, I think about and, yeah, it doesn't have to be big. And, yeah, those good things that you think of definitely come in handy when you're on the dating apps because, yeah, they're a shocker <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. They're just shocking and, you know, oh. I have months off, months on and, oh, at the moment, like there's just no respect. There's no etiquette. It's just a shocking state of affairs there at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm hearing. I haven't been on them in so long. And every time I hear about someone's adventure or misadventure on the dating apps, I think I have freed myself from that. Yep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the most amazing feeling to just be 100% free of that. Because, yeah, what do I need that in my life for? Yep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's so true. Like when I've had a break and I think, okay, I'm ready to go back on a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, what did I do this for? <laughs> there just, there's got to be a better way, right? <laughs> oh, look, there has to be. And don't, I've been thinking about the better ways that people can connect in real life, not through a dating app, because I believe that it's, made a big impact on the dating culture for the worst. Um, yeah. So I've been brainstorming and talking to some other people about some ideas about how we can connect in real life. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the social impact of being through a pandemic and, and lockdowns and what have you has affected the way people interact. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, yeah, so I'm brainstorming things, everyone. So just, yeah, watch Yay. this space. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what you come up with. I know, me it too. Could, but it couldn't no, no, be I've got worse all than the dating there. apps. It couldn't be worse than the dating apps. Let's put it that way. Look, it couldn't be. It couldn't be, could it? <laughs> oh. um, all right. So I really love, um, you know, obviously your advice that you provide to women and 
working as a coach, I'm sure you would um, come across some limiting beliefs that single women do have. Um, you know, what are some of the common limiting beliefs you hear from single women um, and what's your advice to them? Oh, I hear so many. <laughs> so I would say um, one of the biggest ones is I'm lonely, you know, or if I remain single for the next year, five years, 10 years, rest of my life, whatever, I'm going to be lonely for that period of time. So I'm potentially going to be lonely for the rest of my life. Loneliness is a state of mind. Loneliness is not something that you are. It's something that you choose to be. And you can just as easily choose not to be. So there are obviously ways to, you know, get there, to get out of loneliness, ways to change your thinking, things you can do, et cetera, et cetera. But you're not just, just because you are alone, you know, what's that saying? Alone, but I'm alone, but not lonely. Yes. Yep. That's one of my favorites. Just because yep. you're alone. Yes. Does not mean that you're lonely. I myself am never lonely. Never, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. Even during all the COVID lockdown and all that people were checking in on me left and right. Oh, you're single. You're all by yourself. And I thought, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get the whole house to myself. I'm not fighting with anyone. There's no one getting on my nerves. You know, it's mm -hmm. just me and the cats and that's great. You know? Um, yeah, I wasn't lonely that whole time. And I know that a lot of people were, and that a lot of people struggled, but you don't have to, because all you have to do is change your thinking about it. And that's what I did, you know, because I experienced a lot of loneliness, especially when I was dating. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Nothing makes you feel more lonely than dating yeah, well, or, that... or being in a relationship that isn't working. You're no more lonely than you mm -hmm. are when you're in a relationship that isn't working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest loneliness you'll ever experience. So if you think about that and you think about, okay, well, if I'm spending the weekend all by myself and I'm feeling lonely, it's better than spending the weekend with some idiot, you know, yeah. because exactly. that's just going to be worse, you know? So yeah, you're less lonely than that. But I would say that's one of the number ones, number one things I hear is I'm lonely. So we work through that. And then um, another one is, you know, which we've already kind of touched on, I'm less than, you know, because I'm single. And of course that's a societal thing. Um, you know, that, that kind of get, gets drilled into our heads since birth. You know, you think that the ultimate is having this amazing partnership. And I guess if it's truly an amazing partnership, then that would be the ultimate, right? But how many partnerships do you see that are truly amazing? Um, and so that's the thing that we're all striving for. That's the thing that the majority of people don't find. And of course, if you don't have a partnership at all, then you feel like you're less than, or there's something wrong with you. You haven't achieved that thing that we're all supposed to achieve. Um, but you know, no one who's on their own is, is less than anything, you know, just because society has decided, you know, that this is how it should be does not mean that that's how it has to be. And I think, I think we're really in an age now and things kind of started happening maybe a couple of years ago or within the past couple of years of people expressing their individuality. And, you know, that's been coming on for a long time, but I mean, I think it really, it really has hit in the past couple of years about expressing your individuality do the same thing with relationships just because everyone quote unquote everyone is in a relationship doesn't mean you have to be mm -hmm. you know you don't have to keep up with that you know and so yeah i think it's really important to to you know make sure that people know that that women know that and then um another good one is that there's there's something wrong with me and that was my biggie when i was on when i was unhappily single that was my big thing there must be something wrong with me or i must be doing something wrong because everyone else seems to find someone and I can't, what am I doing wrong? And I think one of the biggest reasons that we, that we love that one is because if we can figure out what it is, then we can fix it. And if we fix it, then we get the thing that we're after. But the thing is, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. It's not about that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so dwelling on that is really pointless because it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing more wrong with you or me or any other single woman than there is with anyone else. I mean, if you look at relationships, you think there's nothing wrong with those people. <laughs> you know? yeah. mm -hmm. There's there's something wrong with it, you know, as much as anybody else. We're you know, we're all the same. We're yeah. all the same, but different. Right. So, yeah, it's not there's nothing wrong with you, you know, but that's <laughs> that's a big one that I hear, too, you know, or, yeah. or, or then I'm doing something wrong. That's the other one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, those that. are, those are big ones. Yeah. Yeah. They are. And, you know, I think every single woman has, 
you know, thought all of those things along mm-hmm. their, their, their journey, their dating journey, like I'm alone. And, you know, you, you could be one person by themselves in a house, in an apartment, in a room, but, you know, you can find things to do. Um, yeah. And like you said, in lockdowns, you know, it was hard. Like here in Melbourne, I think we had six of them, like, and they were long. Like I think it ended up being nearly close to a year combined together. <laughs> and wow, it was finding those things to do, um, you know, whether it be walking, whether it be, you know, reading, whether it be going mm-hmm. down a rabbit hole on Instagram and finding certain things that interest you. And for me, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I talk about the lockdown had to happen for me because I found you know, the little things that I really wanted to to learn about and I had the time mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a lot of people were, I'm, I'm alone and it, mm-hmm. it's really just not the case. And, yeah, that, that favourite saying of mine um, that, you know, yes, you could be alone, but lonely, as you said, is a state of mind. Yeah. And it's that yeah. shift in the state of mind that I think we, we can all work on and be like, mm-hmm. no look actually physically look like society says that I need a husband or a boyfriend partner but you don't but you don't (laughs) yeah you truly don't I mean and I bought into that for years and years and years and years yes Mm -hmm. you know this is what you need but you don't (laughs) you know and as soon as you can can figure that out and really start to believe in that your whole world changes yeah and because it becomes a choice it doesn't become a requirement Mm -hmm. it becomes a choice if I want to start dating, I can, but guess what? I don't have to, yeah. you know, and neither does anybody else. That's the thing. If you can make it a choice, then it, then it's great. Then you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. instead of having to do this one thing or having to follow these certain set of rules. Yeah, exactly. And all those fairy tales that we watched as kids yeah. growing up, where it's like Prince Charming comes and saves the, the damsel in distress. And, you know, that's, they live happily ever after. And, you know, we, it, it, that's not life. That's not realistic. No. And that's what you notice they never showed you. Yeah, that is exactly what we're talking. You notice they never showed you the happily ever after part. You were just (laughs) supposed to assume, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They never showed you what happened after they, you know, galloped off to the castle in the sky or whatever. Yeah, that's the messy part. (laughs) The last sentence in the book was they lived happily ever after. Yeah. And you're right. You could only imagine what happily ever after meant. And right. looking back on that now, it's like, yes, you just assumed, you know, they lived in a castle, you know, Prince Charming, he was very attractive as a cartoon character. <laughs> you know, they right. had this big castle with a great landscape. She was living her best life, but uh-huh. that's what we assumed. Like, right. She was probably scrubbing the floors. Yes, <laughs> probably. I mean, that yep. castle was big. You know? That's right. So that's probably what she was doing. <laughs> exactly. That's it. And wearing all these big dresses. And that doesn't happen uh-huh. in normal life. Like, what right. were we thinking? <laughs> the big dresses. I never even thought about that, but you're right. They're always wearing a big dress. Yeah. Who wears a big dress? <laughs> I, I know. Imagine wearing like a couture dress every day. You know, it's like, oh, Versace is going to design this for me every day. And no, you you don't have your hair and your makeup done like that every day with the big gloves that come up to your arms and <laughs> right. don't have, that doesn't happen. And as kids, we were kind of shown that, yep, that's life. That's happily ever yeah. after. And, and yeah. in our minds, we've just kind of jumped to, it was very happy. It was, yeah, living mm-hmm. their best life, having kids with animals everywhere. But the reality is so much different. And yeah. why couldn't it be that, you know, Cinderella, you know, she wanted to, travel the world and you know she wanted right. to make a different start a business that's what she did exactly <laughs> right. but it wasn't right. that in our minds we weren't taught that yeah right right that was a bit yeah. of an epiphany for me actually <laughs> <laughs> hey we had an epiphany right here on the podcast that's yeah, awesome that's it <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the best things about being single Oh, I know the list is long, like all the things (laughs) that Cinderella could have done besides scrub the floors. (laughs) Well, let let me tell you, if you'd asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have been hard pressed to come up with anything. Um, And now if you asked me what are the best things about being in a relationship, I would be hard pressed to come (laughs) up with anything. It's just amazing how it flip flops. So once you, you know, once you can make that transformation and change your thinking, but um, I would say number one, and this is going to sound so silly. Number one is having the bed all to yourself. Yes. <laughs> so 
total starfish. <laughs> oh, total starfish. And, you know, I, you know, I never even thought of that as being one of the things. And then finally, when I realized how great that is to not have to share it, it is your sleep is so amazing, you know, compared to having somebody snoring or tossing and turning or whatever next to you. And you want to stretch your arm and leg out and you can't because there's a person there or whatever. Now, if you have animals, well, you know, that, that detracts from it a little bit because they're taking up half the bed at least, but um, yeah, no, having the bed all to yourself is, is a big one. And then um, just being able to make decisions about things. And, you know, a lot of times with my clients, they find the decision-making kind of crippling, you know, like, I don't want to make all these decisions myself. I want someone else to do it. You know, they want a partner. I want somebody else to do it, or I want um, us to do it together. And really what it is, is that you don't want the responsibility because if you make a decision and it turns out to be not the right one, it's all on you, you know, or if something bad happens because you've made this decision, that's all on you. When somebody else makes it, then you can blame them, yeah. you know, or if you do <laughs> and, it together, resenting them. <laughs> yeah. If you do it together, right. Then you can at least 50% blame them, you know, or whatever, or yeah, it just takes the pressure off. But when you think about it, getting to decide how the money is going to be spent, you know, how your money is going to be spent. Um, the number one thing couples fight about is money because one wants to spend it this way and the other wants to spend it this way. You don't ever have that. You get to decide exactly where all the money goes. Um, if you want to buy a $500 pair of shoes, you buy a $500 pair of shoes. You know, hopefully you can afford it if you're doing that, <laughs> but you know, you get to decide those things and then deciding what you're going to do with your time too. You know, you're not, you're not spending the weekend with the in-laws, you know, um, because you don't, you don't have to, you get to decide exactly what you're going to do and where you're going to go and, and what you want to learn and activities you want to participate in. It's not influenced by anyone else. So making all of those decisions for yourself, I think is another big one. And then, um, you know, getting to change your mind on things or do something, you know, do something crazy out of whim. I actually have a single friend right now who, and she has a job that is allowing her to do this. Thankfully, she's going to spend the next four months in South Africa, Portugal, Spain, and Croatia um, with kind of this kind of this travel group that I'm definitely going to be looking into. Um, it's a little bit different where other than it just being um, fun, you know, on vacation, you're actually working, they expect you to work. And so they, they kind of work around that. But you go and you spend months in these other places. If she were married with kids, she wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. That sounds amazing. She gets to do this because she's single and all of the other people that are going are single also. Yeah. So, you know, the things that you get to do, the freedom that you have and the things that you get to do because you don't have to consider anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, you don't get held back in any way. And like myself, I've, you know, I'm traveling around a little bit now too. I'm spending, you know, a few months here, a few months there. Um, and it's all, it so far, it has all been within the United States, but um, I wouldn't be able to do that because I, I have a business that allows me to do that. Um, I am single with no children. And so I can do that. But if, even if I didn't, didn't have children, but I had a husband, well, what about his job? Mm. You know, can, is he able to do that? You know, or does he have to quit his job in order to do it? Or, you know, is his job too important? And so we can't do it. You know, nothing holds you back. Mm. And then I think, you know, just getting to create your life exactly the way you want it. Because when you're in a relationship, your life is no longer about you. It's about us. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but that's the way it is. It can't be 100% about you anymore because there's another person involved. Yep. And it has to be at least somewhat about them. And hopefully <laughs> it's kind of a 50-50 thing, right? But it has to be at least somewhat about them. And you create your life based on we, not on me. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens to me in that situation, you know, and when you're single, it's all about me and what I want to do, you know, and this new thing I found out about that now I want to go try or whatever and having the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, boy, I, I just touched on some major things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like the, the, that could be a whole podcast episode in itself, it the best things be. about <laughs> being single, because yeah, you're right. It's, it's the knowing that you can just change your mind and not having, you know, someone else to consider at that point in time, like spending your money on your own things. If you want to buy that mm -hmm. handbag, if you want to buy those mm -hmm. shoes, go buy them. No one's going to tell you, oh, 
oh, maybe we don't have that in the budget for this month or maybe yeah. we need to save up for that. I'm like, well, no, my money is my own. Like I work mm-hmm. for this money and I'm going to spend it how I choose. And, you know, some people can, you know, look at that and think it's very selfish. Um, I don't. And I would take big issue with someone who said that's very selfish because, well, again, as you said, you, we all have a choice. It's, a, right. it's that choice of, no, I'm choosing to be single. I'm choosing to you know, enjoy my singlehood how I want to. You've chosen a relationship, a marriage, children, and that's okay. We've chosen mm-hmm. two different paths, but right. let me live mine, you know? Well, and, and, and I have to take issue with people saying that that's selfish because when you're single, okay, they're saying you're selfish because you're focused on yourself. Well, who else are you supposed to be focused on? Number one, <laughs> you're single. Number two, who else is going to be focused on you? If you're not focused on you, who is? You have to be yep. for survival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep, you have to be all the people <laughs> because you're taking care of yourself, you know, and, and the reward for that, because it's hard to take care of yourself. The reward for taking care of yourself 100% is that you also get to focus on yourself 100%. And of course there's family and friends and other people. It's not like, you know, you're 100% all the time just focused on you, 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 but your main you know, the main person that you're focused on is you and you, you get to, that's your reward, Mm -hmm. you know, for all of the things that you have to deal with on your own. Yep. So selfish. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you're selfish. It's just you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But, you know, I feel a a lot of people in relationships, you know, don't see it that way. And, you know, they have to remember that they were single at some point as well. Mm-hmm. you know like they haven't always been in a relationship and you know doing the things that they're doing they were single at one point too and they were you know doing all the selfish things I'm going to say that in the mm-hmm. talking marks mm-hmm. um, right but I guess you know them now being the observer of someone else's life one they think they can have that opinion on them and two they think they can call them selfish and yeah it's, it's one of my pet peeves <laughs> Well, and they're jealous because you get to be selfish and they don't. Yeah. And that's <laughs> so, probably where it comes so from. It's that. That, that jealousy, the envious of like, oh, you know, she's going here and she can do this. And she's just uh-huh. bought this handbag that I was eyeing off in the shop window, you know, but mm-hmm. I can't, I have to spend money on my child or. You know. Yeah. Or I can't because my husband says, no, I don't get to spend, you know, I don't get to spend money on those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um one of the, the, another pet peeve of mine, um, being single and um, some of my friends and comments that you hear from people who are in relationships and in marriages, you know, they say, you know, I'm so happy that I didn't have to meet, you know, my person on a dating app and mm-hmm. being single and being on a dating app, which, you know, a lot of single women do go to and fro from, it can be quite mm-hmm. hard to hear because it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm appreciated that you found someone but it's a struggle for me at the moment like right, it's kind of right. like putting the knife in and twisting it mm-hmm. and I remember in one of your blog um, newsletters that you had sent out um, you had um, I think it's around Thanksgiving where a lot of people will be saying oh why are you still single oh have you got someone coming with you today for dinner and mm-hmm. your responses about how women can respond to that were just like on point like they're like yes like that's inspiration <laughs> it's like empowering yes <laughs> if you could share with the listeners what are some of those um quotes comments questions that you hear and the best way that we can respond to them well i'm so flattered that you uh found that entertaining and inspirational because that's what it was supposed to be so i'm really glad yeah so that was actually that was a blog post that i wrote and then, um, and then I had a freebie that went along with it. And it was responses to the question, why are you single? Or why are you, my, my favorite, why are you still single? Mm-hmm. You know, because, because you've already been single for you know, 20 <laughs> years or whatever. Yeah. Why are you still single? Um, and I, I actually have that as a, as a free download. So we can, we can link to that in the show notes too. But yep. um, so that's a big one, right? Of course, is, you know, why are you, you know, why are you single? And and, the, and of course there are other questions that go along with that too. And so what I advise my clients to do is to try not to get on the defensive because it is hard, right? Like you're talking about someone saying, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to be on the dating apps. Like, you know, oh, poor you, you know, like they're, 
they're pitying you or something and you're thinking, yeah, well, thanks a lot, you know, because I do have to be on them if I want to date, you know, or whatever, um, is to try not to get on the defensive because I think immediately we get on the defensive, you know, and that's not going to do anybody any good. Try to understand that with a few exceptions, you know, there are some people out there that are just trying to twist the knife. Um, but, but for the most part, people are probably commiserating with you. Like they're letting you know, hey, I know how horrible the dating apps are. <laughs> Poor dating apps. We're just dating app bashing on this episode. Um, but yeah, they kind of deserve it. Don't they? <laughs> they, they really do. They have a lot to answer for. They're making too much really money out do. of misery. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the money aspect. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. But um, but I think they're they're probably really trying to commiserate with you and say, hey, I realize how awful that is. And, you know, and I feel bad that you have to do this, you know, Um, or they're genuinely like the, why are you single? Or when they ask you questions about your love life, they're genuinely interested. (laughs) You know, they, they want to hear, Hey, how's it going? Of course, in their minds, they're thinking that, you know, the ultimate is you finding someone. Um, And so that's what they want. They think that's how you're going to find happiness. And so, and that's what they want for you. So they're probably being you know, genuinely concerned and they genuinely want to see you happy. And that's where the questions are coming from. It's just that the questions are terrible. (laughs) They don't, they don't phrase them well. They need to think about what they're saying, but they're not going to, right? Because they're not in your shoes. And so they don't know how it feels when they get those questions. Um, So yeah, just kind of try to understand where they're coming from. And, you know, with your responses, I think confidence is the number one thing. The more confidence you have, the more you're going to be able to say, I don't need to date, you know, I'm doing great on my own. My life is great, you know, and then listing out all of the things that are wonderful about your life that maybe they don't have in their life, you know. <laughs> it's like, like I'm yeah, traveling have, here today or yeah, exactly, you know? you know, like, yeah, you have this relationship, but what else do you have? <laughs> you know, I have all of these other things. And so, yeah, I think that's, you know, and the thing is, it was if they're saying, oh, I'm so sorry, you have to be on the dating apps. You don't have to be on the dating apps. You don't have to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's just kind of a, a given that that's what you're doing if you're single and you're trying to find someone, but you don't have to. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, what, like you said about confidence, like being single, you, I feel you need to be not more confident, but you do need to feel confident um, mm. in what you're doing because there will be people who will be looking at you with either jealousy, envy, and yeah, they're, you know, wanting to make sure that you're okay. But being confident in your singlehood, I think, is a big thing because people will look at that thing. Oh, oh, she's she's doing okay. Like, yeah, yeah. she's single, but ah, look at her. Look at what she's achieving, and look at what her goals are. She's doing okay, yeah. and that confidence yeah. is what brings that that energy to everyone. And you and you will exude that confidence to the point of people will no longer ask you those questions. I don't think I have gotten that question in at least five years or Mm. any questions about that because people just know. And of course, you know, most of the people I know, know what I'm all about, you know, and, you know, they know I'm a life coach for single women that I'm perfectly happy being single, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I just don't even get those questions anymore because, you know, my responses were always, "Eh, I don't need to be bothered with all of that. And then what are they going to say to that? (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of the end of it. Oh, okay. And that's sort of the end of it, you know? So yeah. yeah, it really is. Confidence is a huge thing. And, and I have a whole section, I'm going to have a whole section in my um, online course about, about confidence, because that really is huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge about getting past, you know, all of the things that we're talking about. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, so I had put out on my Instagram story a while ago um, for some listeners to write in some questions um, okay. that I can ask you. And this one kind of came up a couple of times. So I thought, yep, this is the question. And I also resonate with this as well. So the question was, um, most of my friends are either in relationships, married or have children. I feel like the fifth wheel and the odd one out. And I don't have my usual friends to do things with anymore. And it kind of sucks. I'd love to have a boyfriend to enjoy doing these things with, but that is becoming so hard to find someone. What is your advice? Now, I love this because... Yeah, I feel as you get older, your friends go on their different paths and they're in relationships and they have children. So 
you can't go out on a Friday, Saturday night with them anymore for cocktails. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that life does change and you're just left like, okay, it's just me. And you're that fifth wheel when you go on like, you know, without with your friends and their husbands. And yeah, so it was a really good question and something that, yeah, I felt that I, I needed to share with you so you can share your advice. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I think every single woman, every single person probably has felt this way, has felt like the third wheel or the fifth wheel or the whatever, you know, at some point in their singlehood. (laughs) And, you know, so to address that first part about, you know, oh, you go out with a couple or, you know, or a couple of couples and there are these couples and it's you, um, you just kind of have to stop thinking of yourself this way. You know, this is a group of people going out. It doesn't really matter that this person and this person are married and this person and this person are married and you're not, you're just a group of people going out. If it were just five friends going out, you wouldn't think of yourself as a fifth wheel. The only reason you think of yourself that way is because the other four wheels happen to be two couples. So you just have to stop thinking of yourself this way. Um, And I found one thing, because I actually had several and, and still do, I have couple friends So it's me and them and we'll go, I've traveled with couples. You have to make friends. So it's not like, oh, I'm going with my friend and her husband. I'm going with my two friends. I'm just as much friends with him as I am with her. Mm. And that makes it feel like, okay, it's not me and my friend and her husband, you know? And so then I'm the odd one out because they're together and I'm not. It's the three of us are going to go on this vacation or the three of us are going out to dinner or the three of us are doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter that they happen to be legally bound you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're not. So that's another, you know, change in thinking. And, you know, so much of what we've talked about is a change in thinking. It, it really yeah. is. It's it really a change is. in thinking. And then, you know, as far as not having people to do things with, I think that happens um, more when people have kids And so you have to kind of expect that, right? Once people have kids, that's it. Their lives are over, you know, (laughs) it's it's about the kids and that's that, you know, and that's just how it is. And you might just kind of have to wait that one out because I did notice that as I got older and I'm 50 now, and I did notice that as I got older and people's kids started getting older and getting out of the house, you got those friends back, Mm. you know, or the friends I did have were maybe a little bit older than me. And I thought, you know, why are all my friends so much older than me? Oh, because their kids are out of the house and they can actually go and do something, you know? Mm -hmm. So you might have to wait it out a little bit, but that's where the learning to do things on your own, learning to enjoy your own company, you know, facing a weekend without any plans. You're not worried because you have all of these things in your life that you're going to do and you're going to do them by yourself and you're not going to feel bad about it and you're not going to feel lonely. Yeah. But it, it takes work to get there. You know, the first time I did think, I remember the, oh, I remember the first time I went to the grocery store by myself and I hated it. (laughs) So I was, I was married a long, long time ago. um, And we always did the grocery shopping together and we'd have fun. We'd throw things to each other, you know, in the aisles and whatever. I mean, we made it a fun experience and here, here I am all of a sudden I'm living all by myself, which I hadn't done before. And I'm going to the grocery store all by myself. And I absolutely hated it. But the more I did it and the more I did now, I still don't exactly enjoy grocery shopping. I mean, who does, but you know, the more you do it, the more used to it, you get, and you develop a new routine and whatever. And that's kind of how learning to do things on your own is too. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time you do it, you might hate it. And then the next time it's maybe not as bad. And then the next time after that, and then you get used to it. And then you actually start to enjoy it. You actually start to see the things that are really good about it. And I'll Mm -hmm. give you an example of that. So, um, <clears throat> I recently spent some time in California and California has a lot of wine, right? Big wine country. And I love wine. And that's pretty much the reason I went there. I just sort of wanted to drink my way through. <laughs> I love wine it. Country. <laughs> so yeah, I've just admitted that. I've just I would totally do the same. Too. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful. I have to tell you. So I'm going around and doing all these wine tastings by myself. I'm having these great conversations with um, the, the wine pourers. And sometimes I would actually run into the winemaker and we'd have these great conversations. And I met people, you know, while I was tasting and they were also tasting and we would talk about this and that and the other, um, it was a great experience. Well, then a friend of mine came out to see me and we went wine tasting. And I realized that the places we went 
I don't really remember the wines. I don't remember if they were good, you know, if I liked them or not, because we were so engrossed in conversation that I wasn't paying attention to the wine. I didn't meet, you know, the proprietors. I didn't meet any other people because we were together. And not that it was a bad experience because we were having fun together, but it was a completely different experience. And when I went by myself, I got all of these other benefits that I didn't get when I went with my friend. And of course, when I went with her, then I had the benefit of, you know, being with my friend and enjoying that experience together, but it was totally different. And they were, and one wasn't better than the other, you know, other than, yeah, I don't remember those wines. And I'm thinking, oh man, now I have to go back to those places by myself. And I think that a lot of times when I travel with other people too, is I think I need to come back here by myself because I didn't get to do this and I didn't get to do this and I didn't get to do this. Or the experience I had of that wasn't the exact experience that I wanted, you know, and I want to go back and have that. So yeah, it's, it's interesting how your perspective changes on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to, you know, your mind and changing that Mm -hmm. shift in your mind. And yeah, it's like having that dialogue with yourself. Like I'm not going out with, you know, two couples, I'm going out with my friends Mm -hmm. and that's so important you know isn't it and mm-hmm. um I remember I went camping with um my friend and her husband and at the first night I remember it was a little bit awkward because we're in this tent and there was the three of us going to sleep side by side that's a little awkward I could see that being a little yeah. awkward and my friend was in the middle her husband was on the, her left side I was on her right side and I had had a had, had dog and I, I I remember thinking like oh this is weird like I'm in a tent and they're a couple and, you know, but as you said, you know, your friends, like you're all friends. Like I wouldn't have any hesitation of going camping with three, two of my other friends who weren't in a relationship and how you just said, yeah, to change the dialogue, change the mind shift mindset of they're your friends. You know, they're not Mm -hmm. a couple, they're friends and they've invited you out camping but they didn't want you to be home on a weekend. You're camping. You're having this experience. Mm -hmm. You're waking up early in the morning to the birds and the breeze and it's cold, really, really cold, but it's part of the experience, (laughs) you know? Um, And yeah, it's just, yeah, once I had got over the the first night, I was like, oh, this is weird. The second night, because we'd gone out walking, we had the fire going, we were just reading, Mm -hmm. just taking it easy as you do when you go camping. I I thought, no, this is actually okay. And then the second night, I had no problems sharing that little tent with them. Yeah, right. Exactly. You, you know, you have to have those experiences and then they become more normal. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I haven't been camping since and it, it's not because of any other reason. It's just camping's not for me. You know, we, we have this thing that's called glamping where it's like, it's an actual like bell glamping, yeah. and they have like an actual mattress and a little heater in there <laughs> and all the little creature comforts, you know, but you're still out in like a field. Um, right. But I'm like, glamping is for me. I'll do glamping, um, but not the camping. But even when I did glamping, I was with um, a friend who is married and her and I, we shared the bed. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, you, I did think, oh, this would be a nice thing to do with a boyfriend or a husband mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. be really romantic, you know, because it was in at a winery um, in, our, one of, in their vineyards. And um, lovely. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I then, know. yeah. I do remember thinking, oh, look, it'd be nice if I was, you know, with, you know, my boyfriend, it'd be so romantic and we've got the fire. And, but you know what? Like, I've known this friend since I was, I don't know, 13, 14. And, like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like, this is an experience I'm experiencing with her. You know, yeah. I've wanted to do glamping and I didn't want to wait to find someone. So, my you. friend is here with me and mm-hmm. I'm doing it. This is mm-hmm. my goal. This is what I wanted to do and I'm doing it. And yeah, it's yeah. just changing that that mind, the mindset about you're you're doing the experience that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait for a boyfriend because you can still do all these things. Yeah, right, right. You just have to rewrite that script, and mm-hmm. it takes work, and it takes you yep. know focus, and you you really have to want to. But if you do, you can absolutely rewrite that script. Yeah, you totally can. Oh. I've loved this conversation so much. Me like, too, I've, so I've much learned, fun. Yeah, I've learned so much and, you know, we've had the epiphany about the fairy tales and <laughs> what happily ever after actually meant and what we just assumed was happily ever after. And, yeah, that's... <laughs> 
yeah probably good. I'm probably gonna be that's gonna be another podcast episode I think <laughs> I think that's good I think that'd be a good topic absolutely yeah um so look I would love for you to, to share with my listeners how they can connect with you and where to find you on social media yeah okay so I think the best thing for people to do is go go grab my my uh my free roadmap mm-hmm. um because that's you know, basically what we talked about on this podcast <laughs> and going through that process. So that's at um, lesliecaz.com forward slash free roadmap. And then um, I'm pretty, pretty big on Instagram. I would say I'm the most active on Instagram. And that is lesliecaz underscore single girl bliss, which is also the title of my book. Um, my website is just lesliecas.com. And I think you're going to, you're going to put all this in your show notes, right? Yes. Yes. So I'll put I all the links to the roadmap. And then, um, and I would definitely love to include the link to the 20 answers to why are you single? Yeah. Because that was oh. so much fun to write. So, and I definitely I love want that. people to have that. So we'll put the link to that too. Yep. That's fantastic. Yes. I'll include all that in on the show notes as well. So everyone can connect with you and, yeah, be inspired by your work and, and build that confidence because there's single women, like we definitely need to change that narrative and yeah. it's totally okay to be single. Like it really is. And, you know, we've touched yeah. on some of the best things that, you know, we both know as being single and, you know, we're not lonely, you know, we're, yeah, we're definitely right. not lonely. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And the more, the more people that change that, that change their thinking and the more we all change that narrative, better world it's going to be for all of the singletons yep I agree oh I've loved this conversation so much thank you (laughs) thank you so so much much for having me on I've loved it too (laughs) you're welcome that is all for the episode today thank you so much for joining me if anything resonated with you I would love to hear from you feel free to get in touch Um, If you are listening to this, please share on your Instagram story and don't forget to tag Vanessa Marie underscore wingwoman. I wish you an amazing day. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you would like to read more about my dating journey, I'm on Instagram at Vanessa Marie, Marie spelled M-A-R-E-E underscore Wingwoman. Please leave a comment and share this episode with someone who may need some inspiration while dating or on how to live a fulfilling single life or with someone who may need a laugh. A link to my Instagram page will be in the show notes below. Until next time, I'm Vanessa, your Wingwoman.